Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Does anybody know what Michael Hing has been doing and why he can't come to LA with us? <laughs> crimes. Yeah. Electoral I mean, crime. If, yeah, if you think electoral fraud is a crime, then sure, I've been committing a crime. <laughs> we have a crew, we joyfully join the fray. No daring do, we wouldn't pursue, but thinking it through, that isn't the dragon way. <laughs> what do you mean to do? Stop me? The order of the lamplighters is convened. The way is closed, but we are closing in. Seven gates hold the lost city at bay, but the lover's gate is open. In seven days, this world ends, and there is nothing you can do to stop the herald. The last words of William Ascot. A troubled man to be sure, but a pillar of the Daggerfordian society, and one few would suspect of an evil act. It has been barely two days since the Dragon Friends have found themselves the new lords of their one-time homeland, and already it seems that disaster is on the horizon. Seven gates, seven days, signs and portents are in the air. A strange magical affliction called the Glimmering has taken hold of the region's artists, dreamers, and melancholiacs. A cult has sprung up to awaken some great evil, and in the face of actual... In the face of an absence of actual qualified leadership, I guess it is up to the Dragon Friends and their new associate, Mr. Lion Shield Banknote of the Rutherglen Banknotes, to do something about it. May the gods be kind to us all. Ascot's body is already in pieces on the ground below as you stand on his balcony looking down. Do you think he means... Seven days, including today. <laughs> or I feel this is vital information. Do we have seven? Mm. Why don't we ask him? Can we see, what can we see when we look down? So, as I said, um, Ascot was standing in the balcony when you arrived in his study, which is kind of elegantly um, decorated, but quite minimal alchemist perfumer's study. Uh, there's a modest desk, there's some alchemical equipment, there's racks of bottles everywhere. The balcony has a sort of cantilevered doors leading out into the streets, and then it's a two-story drop down to the quite trafficked highway of the Daggerford Money Quarter. And is his body just smushed on this? On Under the horses, yeah. Right, so uh, we Which have now skidded to a stop, and you can see down there what looks like sort of Wishes Wells, horrified um, freight... Carrier. <laughs> Which as well, just being like, hope you're okay, dead guy. Yeah. Hey, That's smushy. <laughs> uh, sort of stevedores, and also now you can see down there a few members of the city watch who are sort of cordoning off the street. Oh, they're going to think we pushed him. Yeah, we should Ooh. have Knowing our reputation. I'm going to do a quick uh, investigation yeah, I check look for um, um, to see if there's any clues. Okay, you, you want to have a look for yeah. What did you say? Well, I, I just thought you said something about your reputation. Huh? What? What is your reputation? Because uh, it, strike, it strikes me that why, why would anyone think that you pushed this man unless you were sort of villains? I'm just going to think if me killed uh, two innocent musicians last night. <laughs> no, what? No, that was clearly an accident. <laughs> As I've said to you all multiple times, I was, I'm a good boy. <laughs> Are those musicians' bodies in your bag of holding? I can't remember. No, they wouldn't let me take them. Okay, all right. Well, you just have the clothes of the dead people, right? Yeah, Yeah, you have a shirt or something, I think. Okay, you're doing an investigation check for me, and you got a... That's a a hot one. That's a hot one. (laughs) I'm going to investigate two, because I'm an inquisitive boy. Oh, seven. I'd like to also have a look (laughs) in the room. I got a... 20! Give me my magnifying glass. That's very nice. All right. All right, detective. That's a new thing I'm doing, Dave. (laughs) So you're sure... Someone fix that for me. Detective Fugitu. So you're all to one, Simon. So you can't be sure, but you think you're possibly underwater in some kind of submarine. Uh, Baston. Seven. Minus one You find the carpet and it's great. You roll around Mm. for a little bit. And Alex... As I said, a modestly appointed but quite stylish study, you find a couple of things. Mm. So on the desk, you What's see this? a small 
carefully, um, almost compulsively uh, lined up row of four crystal vials with a kind of sluggish green liquid inside them, uh, some kind of alchemical compound. And you also spot on a 20, you spot something else, which is in the fireplace, you see what looks like the remains of a diary that someone has tried to burn. You see the back cover. Most of the diary is gone, but the back cover sort of protected the back page of the diary. Uh, Bobby. Oh, also, actually, Eden, you also notice a big portrait behind the desk, which is a sort of pastoral scene of two Mm. lovers by a maypole, but it has been ruined by someone who has, with powerful, um, brilliant dyes, slashed crudely into the painting that same gnarled knot pattern that you saw in Smedley's cell. So you also remember you saw that that poor afflicted soul in the sanatorium who Mm -hmm. had covered his cell with these, it's also on this painting, ruining it. What's it? What's it? Is it scratched into, or how it's is it? It's been somebody has with a almost it looks like a, probably one of those vials has opened a vial of ink and then just slashed it in the air with the open vial. Oh, so it's a vial of ink. No, no, it's a different color. That's a good question. No, it's a this is an ink, but the four vials on the desk you're not sure what they are. They're okay. all stoppered with wax and uh, corks embedded in the wax, but you could break them and they look quite fragile. Like if you threw them, they would shatter. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm going to put them in my bag for oh, for investigation. Yeah, we should later. go back and Banknote can do some tests on them. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and can um, Bobby help me read what's on the diary? Yeah, I'm going to use my mage hand to pluck it from the fire. Yep. Ooh. And, uh, That's great. And yeah, what do we read any pertinent information? Can, in a, can a mage hand pat something out? That's a good question. Uh, I suppose so. Because it, it would just be pushing air into it. If anything, it might... <laughs> if it has the force to lift it, surely it has force to... to yeah, to, to push air into it. I think I will say by using Mage Hand, it means that you don't have to risk some danger. You don't need to wait because time is a bit of the essence and you're able to just pluck it out. So you are able to read. It looks like, for what it's worth, the leather is smouldering. It looks like this was probably burnt moments before, possibly while you were storming up the stairs. He was burning his papers. Maybe he was just reading by the fireplace and heard footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) We can't discount it. So you open it? What did it say? All right, so most of it has been gone, but there's a tiny scrap of paper that's left, and you can just see these words in Ascot's precise hand, and it says... The Herald has seen the first gate in the glimmering dream. Two lovers stand suspended in their bridal waltz. It is the first secret way to the lost city, and we, his chosen, shall deliver it to him. And then it is signed with a cipher you don't recognize and another one of those gnarled knot symbols. I'm going to say we've got six days, Baston. Good to know. (laughs) At that moment, you suddenly hear footsteps pounding up the stairs, and you realize that someone has entered the house. Um, oh, okay. Uh, um, you have a little bit more time if you want to do anything in the room. Is there um, anything? What's in the drawers of the desk? You're going to open the drawers? Yeah. Okay, inside you find alchemical supplies, like enough to make an alchemy kit for someone. Oh, for Filch, maybe. And then you find <laughs> a couple more empty vials and also a vial of what looks like ink. Uh, uh, Banknote is going to hide on the hinge side of the door so that when the door opens, he'll get smashed in the face. Well, no, it'll, he'll, he'll be in the bit that doesn't crush, that doesn't where he doesn't get crushed. All right, Filch so. is going to pretend to be a rug. Uh huh. Did you say? Talk us, talk us through that. Did you? Did you say? I think, feel like I've done it before. <laughs> Wait, was <laughs> that a rug or Iraq? <laughs> I'm going to be a rug, um, like a like a open mouth bear rug on the floor. Wait, does that mean that... Like, oh, but I'm, I'm going to take all the vials in my bag first. All those all those vials. Yes. So you continue to rob the room, uh, establishing a strong alibi. And um, I'm going to um, cast Disguise Self uh, as um, our dead fellow. As William Ascot. As William Ascot, yeah. Oh, great. Oh. Interesting. And what are you going to do best on? I'm going to go out on the, on the balcony and just stroll and take the air. <laughs> <laughs> Very conflicting, no conflicting alibis are being set up. The doors... <laughs> have you ever thought about court? Coordinating any of your approaches. <laughs> <laughs> the doors <And> scatter. <laughs> burst open and you see three figures that in their livery, particularly Friso and Filge, natives of Daggerford, you recognise... Friso's dead, dude. Friso's dead? Do you know something hey. I don't know? Friso's not here. Yes, he's, he's not, not here. here. 
Um, so, Phil, something that you would recognise and only you, which is that this is the livery of the Daggerford uh, Town Watch. And, in fact, you even recognise a figure that you had very... <laughs> Little to do with, except once or twice in your sort of misspent youth as a young, cool ruffian. Oh yeah, I was a graph to, artist. Up to no. I graphed on horses. Yeah. <laughs> Back in your tagging days, yeah. you would recognise. What did you tag? Yeah, what's your tag? <laughs> uh, Given that you're illiterate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smaller uh, pictures of horses. Oh, I'll draw. I'll draw it for you. It was. Um, well, while you're drawing, um, Phil, you recognise this as the <laughs> face of Inspector Boggins, commander now, once a sergeant, now commander of the City Watch, and two of his sergeants were standing behind <laughs> You've him. You've already fucked it up. You fucked it up twice. <laughs> so, it's a P. Oh, you converted the Stussy S to a P very quickly. So that was Phil just tag? Yeah, it was my tag. And I would call myself... Pig Pog. <laughs> that was my tag. You were calling yourself Pig Pog. <laughs> that was my cool graph name when I tagged it cool. on horses. You might see him around still. Some of the old horses. <laughs> <laughs> make for me quickly some stealth checks. Um, Banknotes filled. Make um, stealth checks for me quickly. Uh. Tell me who gets it to beats 12. I got 13. I do not beat 12. All right. Uh, Boggins gets to the stairs and his two sergeants fan out, holding short truncheons as he looks at you, looks pointedly at you, Banknote, and then turns to face... Wait, so have they turned, have they turned around after coming in through the door? Bizarrely, they've missed the half-orc pretending to be a rug, but they've spotted you as they've walked in because of your, of your failed test. Sir, please move yourself from behind the door... <laughs> my my good man, I've just I I'm a local al- alchemy and um uh, p- person, and I want no trouble. I have no trouble with you. Good Sorry, what you just say? You're a local alchemy and person. <laughs> I've momentarily forgotten my class. This is one of his, one of the two figures, um, a police sergeant by the name of Eddiewick. I apologise. Allow me to introduce myself. My name <laughs> is Lion Shield Banknote of the Rutherglen Banknotes. A uh. Distiller of the finest whiskies and most mediocre Shinzanos, which you might use in perhaps a martini if you'd like to make one. It's a type of vermouth. Uh, vermouth, yes. There's been a disturbance down the streets. They say that the lord of this house was thrown from his balcony. Thrown! Torn to shreds. Nasty business happened to catch his corpse in the street we just did. <clears throat> they turn and they notice for the first time you, Bobby, disguised as William Ascot. Uh, so. See, what's happened here is... Have you seen the movie The Prestige? (laughs) I'm sorry. You see, the, the, the trick all along was that there were twins, I believe... And what's happened is Ascot Lion Shield Banknote didn't go to cyber fucking Tokyo. So what? where does this come from? Where, yeah, what is, what is the movie The Prestige in the world of Faerun? It Well, as an artificer, I have access to technologies perhaps beyond the re- regular things. Could Specifically the films a, of Chris Could Vinole. he have found a DVD? He could probably pick up... Where? Some, that he wore as I, a hat? I reckon across the, across the dimensions you could probably get HBO if you, like, yeah. twiddle your nose hard enough. He's got interdimensional TV. Uh, look, uh, l- 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 let me do a um, deception check. Yep. And, and what's the... Are you going to see if you can just come up out of whole cloth the plot of the Christopher <laughs> Nolan film The Prestige to confuse a police officer? Let me tell you, if I... That's if a good... I will let you do that. But that is a that is a difficult with disadvantage. That is a seventeen. But it also assumes that it the, that he'll do such a good role that he'll convince. Yeah, him that's to a D eight, a D twelve. <laughs> but no, the sixteen. What's your deception? Uh, plus three. You make it. Oh my god! All right, so Lion Shield. See, no, what it is is there's uh, Tesla, I believe. He, he's in it as well. Who's Tesla, mate? Oh, well, no. In what? Are you familiar with electricity? No. So, do you know how celluloid works? Oh, God, sir. Uh, Lord Ascot, with your leave, we'll leave you as, as me. Yes, I'm afraid I've got a rather troubling simpleton on my hands here. I won't bore you with the details, but as you can see, um, here. 
So the guards look like they want to leave, but Boggins isn't quite having it. And as the rest of the guards sort of walk down, he goes, he looks at them and he says, fan out and search the house. Don't let anyone in or out. And they look at him and he looks at you. And he, because of this stealth checks, he seems to sort of, he doesn't quite understand what he's saying, but he's, the urgency has gone out of his voice. And he goes, I have, there is a body downstairs and I don't know who it is anymore. And it's in terrible disrepair. But I have four eyewitnesses that say that they saw William Ascot fall from this balcony not four minutes ago. Well, I was on the balcony, certainly. This gas bag was gas bagging. And to get a breath of... (laughs) You see what I deal with? (sighs) So I went out to clear my head. And I looked down and I saw the most horrendous traffic accident happen downstairs. A gentleman stepped right off the curb, I think a drunk, right into an oncoming vehicle. Make for me a deception check. DC 15. Is, is he the only is one Best left? on just still strolling around on the balcony? <laughs> they're, they're not on the balcony yet. They, yeah. uh, and you're still lying on the ground with your mouth opening <laughs> pretending to be a bear yeah. because of a surprisingly good deception. Like, That's a 10 check. plus 9 deception. I see. Um, apologies for this. I What a terrible thing to have happened. I know I won't be able to go out on my balcony without remembering guts. <laughs> <laughs> This balcony is ruined for me. I may as well just draw the curtain on it now. And I draw the curtain <laughs> on it. Yes, of course. I, I, I understand, sir, because, uh, look, the, uh, the, the body, such as it was, as we saw, was, was, was pretty uh, mushed up, to use the policing term. So, um, <laughs> this is terrible. This uh, must have been another one of those unfortunate, glimmering cases that we've been hearing about. Uh, poor souls just suddenly lost catatonic, sometimes um, driven to by terrible demons. Uh, but this is the first I have to say that we've heard of uh, s- someone throwing themselves into traffic. This this is unfortunate news indeed. Are you prepared to make a statement? Oh, certainly. I will do my civic duty if I must. Um, would you like me to write one down now for you? Save you the trouble of coming back. <laughs> Okay. Unless, of course, you can't read. (laughs) In these unenlightened times, sometimes the writing arts are considered uh, above uh, mere understanding of Something something seems to really rankle Boggins. He's like, okay, um... I can... Read? Of course, I'd love to. I'd love to read whatever you happen to write. Oh, just the other day, I was reading a book. I was reading a book. I was reading a. I was. Reading oh, what book were you reading? The Adventures of the Tiniest Ruby. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you obviously caught a, a sore point. Yeah, it was so good. I got a lot. I get lost in a book. I do. What are you? Are you is that? Um, are you, are you, what do you think of the first one in the series? Huh? The Adventures of the Tiniest Sapphire. Oh, uh, I was a triumph. You know, I said to my book club the other day, which, I, which I'm the president, I'm the president of Ed, Eddie Wick and uh, Lou Smith and Lou Smith uh, are members as well, boys. And we're not here; we're downstairs. Yeah, he, he's looking forward. Anyway, uh, yeah, sure, write a statement, and I'll be happy to read that at my leisure once I'm done with the novella. That I'm currently working through. So you're near the desk. You're going to bring him over yeah, to the desk. Yeah, I'm going to bring him over to the desk. I'm okay, so he walks into the room as you beckon him over the desk, and he steps on Filch. <laughs> do I have to do a? Pa- can I do a holding in a scream? Check? Yeah, you can do a little Constitution save. So DC 14. Uh, 15. <laughs> Wait, is that a saving throw? Yeah. 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 No, he yeah, holds. You hold it in. He's momentarily surprised <laughs> by the sudden gradient of the carpet. Ooh. Oh, one of those rugs, I see. Yeah, careful with that. It's imported. <laughs> From and Iraq, no doubt. He walks over to the desk. <laughs> um, I, uh, I write on the piece of paper, um, this man is a danger, affected by the glimmering. Uh, arrest him at once. Arrest the bearer of this note. And I fold it up and give it to him. <laughs> Um, he looks at it, reads it, and says, Oh, yes, very good. Um, oh, I especially like your use of words <laughs> that you've used there. Oh, I can't wait to recall these sentences that you've made using the building blocks of language in many ways. Words. Oh, there's, a, um, there's an R. Oh, the R, make out a, a, oh, there's a P. Oh, and a, there's a B, as in Boggins. Yep. A P, not unlike the, uh, I don't know, but you might be too young for this, but there was a scourge of graffiti. Uh, 
And he takes it, he folds it up, um, he pulls out a, a official office of the City Watch business um, sealing wax kit, he seals it, puts it inside his coat, and he says, very good, Mr. Ascot, as you were, and he calls out, Eddie Wick, Lou Smith, we're going back to the watch house. And they've left, congratulations. Hey, guys, I just remember that we're the Dukes and we didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> no, I, I was certainly thinking that. Just, just a little bit. These high-status characters are. are Why didn't they recognise that the rug was made of their duke? Well, no. In in fairness, very people know that you're the duke. You just have to show them the coin. Oh, Oh, we got to send out a newsletter, guys. Um, Uh, Memo. I'm going to say. Write uh, this down, banknote. Okay. Send out uh, newsletter. Uh, yes. We're the Dukes now. This is a minor milestone, so for the rest of you level sevens, it doesn't really matter. But this is enough for you. Uh, Lion Shield banknote to go all the way to level two. So, <laughs> congratulations! You get another hit dice of damage, and you get all the level two bonuses. Just for the listeners at home, um, to get into character, Michael Hing has insisted on wearing a scarf and a jumper while doing this podcast, and I can see he's gradually getting warmer and warmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. These lights, lights make me sweat quite a bit. <laughs> So you, I guess the house is still yours and you now know because of what the two guards said that it is empty. All the servants have mysteriously vanished and you have a bit more time if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Banknote, can you, um, it, does it have, is it within your powers to analyse these uh, vials I of sure goo? I, I would be happy to, madam. You have uh, proficiency with alchemy, so with proficiency, just make an intelligence check for me. So add two to it, and you need to just be ten. Uh, ten. All plus, right, great. Yeah, plus, yeah. You recognize vials of alchemist's fire. This is Ooh. a compound that is manufactured not in small towns like this, but probably in places like Waterdeep. And it is a fire that when it comes into contact with oxygen or water, it will burn fiercely. So it's violently flammable. One each. <laughs> and I toss them out to everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody make a dexterity oh check. Boy. Yep, you're fine, you're fine. Yeah. You're not throwing it to yourself. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a five. All right, take Plus 2d6 fire damage. Oh, boy. I don't know if I can. If I can. Oh, he's got like eight hit points. <laughs> make him. Uh, six and four is ten, but I haven't done my hit dice yet, so let's see if I get more than two on this d8. All right, do it on the... What's that? Well, that's not useful. <laughs> Why? I need a D8. Still don't know what the dice look like. Three. I have one hit point left. So everybody, with yeah, with with practiced grace, all of the <laughs> dragon friends who are used to Filge's mercurial ways grab a vial each. Lion Shield, who has never met her and thinks it's strange that someone would throw Alchemist's fire when he's just said what it is, <laughs> misses the vial and immediately screams as his. <laughs> Um, sleeve catches on fire and smashes it against a tapestry on the wall and the room immediately <laughs> oh, no. old tapestries crackle with flame and like a tinderbox, the study is suddenly violently on fire. Oh, we must away! This fire has, <laughs> this fire has caught the tapestry! <laughs> uh, and as we back you out... You say that like it's your new catchphrase. <laughs> yes, well, well, well. Looks like the fire has caught the tapestry this time. Uh, and as we back you have out, one hit point uh, left. Yeah, right, I'm well aware. <laughs> so, uh, and as we back out the door uh, towards the staircase, uh, Line Shield uh, uh, taps his sunglasses uh, and uh, his sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, remember I was wearing sunglasses. Yeah, like kind of oh, so steampunky goggles. Okay, yeah. right, right. Uh, taps his taps his steampunk sunglasses and a uh, a, a kind of a, bl- a a very dark blue lens shutters across <gasps> them, and he casts uh, Ray of Frost out of his eyes. Excuse me? <gasps> How did he no, get no, no, frost? No, that is, How that did is, he get frost? That's valid. That's valid. It's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my spells. Uh, Ray of Frost. And As he's, he's I said, ch- artificers create small trinkets that... So you're saying that your ray of frost is a pair of sunglasses? Laser yeah, it's like a, it's, yeah, because what happens? It's the anti cyclops is what yeah, you've done. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Yes, yes, I, yes. Okay, you put out just enough of the fire momentarily that the way to the door is clear. But the room is going up, and the fire is now lapping at the alchemical table, um, and the doors are sizzling, and the lock snaps, and it bursts open, and you can see inside the desk rows and rows of the small vials with the sluggish <laughs> liquid that you now recognise as vials of alchemist fire. What does Baston hear from the balcony? Oh, God. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the curtain drawn behind. It's a heavy curtain. Make a perception check. <laughs> oh no! That's a three. Okay, nothing, as it turns out. So, for the rest of you, momentarily, the doors are open. Uh, wait, also, it means that you wait, have two vials. I had two vials. And, and there's a tapestry on this side and the... Yeah, and you only have sex. So, as I said, you've now noticed that this alchemist's desk is full of vials of alchemist's fire. Unreachable because there's fire all around it and the desk itself is beginning to burn. But for a moment, the doorway is now... Now, Dave, you said that when, slick this, with ice. when this substance comes into contact with air or water, it explodes. But you didn't say anything about fire. <laughs> so, is it possible? Yeah, it's safe. <laughs> and it's completely that, actually, safe. Actually, alchemist's <laughs> fire, when it comes into contact with fire, it releases... Says flame retardant foam. It's very good like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to use my amulet of the black skull um, and bamf out into the balcony and rescue Baston. Excellent. Wow. Make a DC 100. Um, no, no, 100? No. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> no, roll, um, roll this and this. And Dude, you need to get not a- any anything below 96. Do I add anything? or? No, you're just it's, it's a 4% chance. 90. No, 9. Okay, you're fine. So <laughs> you bamf behind the curtains and suddenly you're standing face to face with Baston who is currently what a lovely day it is. <laughs> has he set up like a little painter's board and he's like <laughs> um, quick uh, Baston uh, lion shield set the whole place on fire we had nothing to do with it we he, gotta go That I knew that boy had potential alright <laughs> Now, uh, oh, I guess we're... So quickly, while you're there, you guys, what are you doing? Because you have just seconds to get through this door. Uh, I've, I've run downstairs onto the street and I'm trying to, uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to corral people to stand around to, to help. Okay, to help. so you guys race downstairs. Yep. You Probably now the room is now so on fire that you can't get through. I'm going to bamf out onto the street again, holding Baston. Okay, great. You grab onto Baston, roll if you mean you bamf. Oh... Alright, that's fine. That's um, 18. And you bamf, and immediately you go um, incorporeal and you appear down on the ground, clutching nothing, and look up and best on us ah! there. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm a monk. I can climb down. I'm good at climbing. Uh, me got, got a rope, I think. I don't you know if you have time to climb. You can jump if you don't want. Don't worry. I know parkour. Make <laughs> <laughs> an acrobatics check. 12. What's my acrobatics? Uh, plus acro- five, plus five. Seventeen. Um, Baston jumps Breaks his leg <laughs> just a little bit. No, no, no. It would be it would be two dice of damage, but you negate the first dice. So you take two points of damage, and you yes. land. You don't really stick the ending. You sort of land successfully. Does he does he trip and fall into the bloodied corpse of um, Ascot? No, no. I think it's pretty elegant. I think he's okay, and he's down there. And just as he sees that, Bobby, but like one foot instead of a perfect landing, it's like one step forward. And yeah, it's but like he, in no, some blood. No, but like in, in gymnastics, you really you just you you stumble and then you. Recover. Bobby and Banknote, you race out of the doors and all of you are together when suddenly the, the, there's a corona of green fire and the house ascot explodes in a fireball, silhouetting you all. You notice perfectly for the shape of Boggins who is strolling down the road <laughs> towards his carriage when he turns around and sees the four of you exit the building as it explodes. Yeah, and we now walk, hang on we a walk, second. Building shouldn't do that. <laughs> and we walk slowly, and we don't look back. Yeah, we walk really <laughs> we slowly. Don't at all. And some really cool music plays as we do it. There's like a guy on the street uh, with an accordion or something, and he's playing some really cool, <laughs> really cool music. accordion music. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just picturing. <laughs> Yeah, badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a, my back's really singed <laughs> right now. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ask it! You're building! Anything for science. Oh well, back to the drawing board. Ah, yes, Ask it appears to be fine with this, so nobody call any sort of investigatory police. Or, in fact, not even, would you say the fire brigade shouldn't even come? <laughs> I reckon don't even call the insurance. I'll, this one's on me. Yes. <laughs> what a silly Billy I am. Ah, 
Indeed. Okay. I'm profoundly wealthy. You can't understand how... You're not that wealthy. I've met you before. You're like... I've come into some money. <laughs> Look, I'm going to deliver your statement to the new Jukes. So I must be away, but... Uh, oh. Until that time... I'm uh, sorry about your house. <laughs> and oh. a profoundly uncurious commander of the watch boards his private carriage and it bustles away. Okay, me think it getting a little bit spicy in this town for us and me not just talking about the green fire enveloping the town as I speak. Oh, did you say enveloping? Oh, my God. You oh, idiot! Oh, <laughs> You're the new Dave! You're, You're the, the new Dave! Dave. <laughs> You're the new Dave! <laughs> How does it feel? Uh, can, I, can I make a, um, a correction? Sure. Retrospectively, oh no! <laughs> um, Just joking, it's fine. Uh, well, I'm no, the new Dave. The uh, I, the 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 diary entry we saw before it mentioned some sort of herald. Did you see that? A herald who's claimed that the uh, that the gates have now opened. That's correct, and that, if you remember, is also what Ascot told you that nothing would stop the herald. Mm. Have you come into contact with anyone recently who who who, uh, who might who that might be? I have an uncle, Harold. <laughs> Is he healthy? <laughs> What's... Is he a giraffe? <laughs> Did he have a weird thing in the late 90s where he was, the, where he was the figure of perfect health and then for a year suddenly he was super into drugs and then the next year they never talked about it again? Uh, for our international listeners, uh, we are, we are referring to... A New South Wales uh, public yeah, schools yeah, program. For anybody who didn't <laughs> within like 20 kilometres squared of where this podcast is being recorded. Uh, there was a, there and by a, the sounds of it, a lot of our live audiences. <laughs> there was sort of a bus that would travel around to public schools in the Sydney region uh, that was manned by a giraffe. <laughs> the greatest... So it was in Queensland as well, was it? Oh, oh, it was, oh, it was across Queensland as well. Okay, so it was throughout, throughout the eastern, eastern states of Australia at, at least. least. Yeah. But did um, anyone else think it was just like, he was fine, he was like, hey, apples are good for you. Oh, don't forget to brush your teeth. And he was just like, I spent the last four days on a cocaine vendor. Don't end up like me. And as kids, you're like, what happened? I don't think we ever got this gritty reboot of Happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Christopher Nolan. Oh, no. <laughs> that wasn't Harold at all. <laughs> that was just a smacky giraffe. <laughs> Staying did on you, your dad's couch sorry, for a did while. Did you loan that giraffe money? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, this is deeply upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you meet anyone recently who might be the the, the herald well, of this bad news? Or anyone with a trumpet, perhaps? They oh. mentioned the, uh, the the order of the the order of the lamplighters. Are they known within these parts? Is that a is that a it's, it's not, it is not they? a term that means anything to anyone. What right? about, what's the local paper called? The Dagof- Dagoford Herald? Dagoford Times, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> well, no more clues. Pup. There was that painting, though, that you saw. And the there, symbol. That you all... The symbol, the scrawly, circly symbol. Yeah, you've seen that before. We've seen it at the the Squibbly. What's his name? At the Old Hill Sanatorium. At the Sanatory. Smedley. Smedley had drawn it all over his cell. Who's this Smedley? I wasn't, I wasn't with you. Oh. You forgot to invite him, remember? Yeah, well, sorry. Apologies <laughs> about that. And by the way, that. I was thinking about that. Um, when you had forgotten to invite him, Banknote was like sat by the door with his special adventuring boots on <laughs> waiting for you to come and get him. I thought he was they wanking in a tank. hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and then he went and wanked in a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the so oxygen flow really lets you come hard. <laughs> Thomas, oh, oh. oh. My... It's you like always a child, it's like you always pick the episodes. You always pick the episodes of Dragonford that I invite my mother to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's, the, it's like high altitude training for your chongus. <laughs> Hello. What are you training for? The Sex Olympics. The Daggerford Sex Olympics. The Daggerford Sex Olympics. Um, Cannon. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Smedley was the artist who was recently. Um, Incarcerated in Old Hill Sanatorium, mm. that terrible asylum that's run by the priests of Almada outside yeah. of town that you all visit. Father Brackenfield runs it. And in fact, I've drawn a map. I put this on Twitter oh, as well. Map. 
So oh, I've, I love maps. this is I've given you a this is a map for all of you and it's on Twitter and this is the areas that you are now Duke of everything from the Flotian Estates to the north to the Lizard Mouth. Uh, the Lizard Marsh to the west, uh, all the way to the Bone Hills on the east. That is the, the area. The grounds, the the grounds where the Sex Olympics will take place, in the Bone Hills. <laughs> <laughs> ah, could I could I see that map, please? <laughs> the Sex Olympics. Don't stadium. draw on my map. Do it in pencil, so so it's not ruined. He's not drawing in pencil. That's a. Pen- the Bone Olympic. It's the Boner Hills. Ha <laughs> 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 What? Okay. So, all right, all right, Smedley, Smedley, <laughs> Dave's upset because you've boned his map. So Smedley was an was an artiste, and the 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 painting in that dude in Ascot's office was an art. Do we do we know anyone who uh, is an expert in uh, like sigildry, sigildry, or like runes or archaic forms of writing? Symbols. Who might be able to uh, translate? What about that? Well, let's go to the artists' quarter. Maybe um, they'll be. Yeah. So so there there are a lot of artists in town. Obviously, there are there's the temples. There are the two temples: the Temple of Timora and the Temple of Mistra. Both have acolytes acolytes that would work there. Um, as I said, Ascot was the head of the Perfumers Guild, so he was probably somebody who mingled in the same circles as Smedley. Um, and there would be other artists around the town, yeah. What have you drawn on the map now? Uh, well, no, because there's a thing called the Tradeway going south from Daggerford, and so just south of that, I, I drew a big sheep and called it the Big Merino. <laughs> Again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're <laughs> not within 30 to 35 kilometres of the city. Sydney, there is a large fiberglass and fair play to the thing. It's it's huge. It's enormous. Have you ever seen the big marina? I've, I've been to the big marina. It's, it's, it's simply enormous. I'm it's quite you. big for a fiberglass sheep. Hey, would you say it's worth the trip for someone coming from out of town? I would say it's not worth the trip. Oh well, look, come on, fair go. Let's support each other. Let's support <laughs> tourism. Local Direct- businesses. What is the chance that the guy that designed the big marina what listens to this podcast and has for the last four years? <laughs> and he's like, not even for the likes on Insta. <laughs> Trashed. Uh, anyway, that's that exists now in this world. That's yeah. the last thing I'll draw. Okay, I won't I'm, add I'm going to take this away from him because everything you draw in this map does exist. So <laughs> yeah. I can, so um, as I said, yes, Smedley also drew this all over his cell. What? Why don't uh, this this Smedley you met the other day? What, yes. wh- wh- what was he like? Could we go and question him, perhaps? Uh, he was bazonkers, man. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, he was talking about the same sort of stuff that. Ascot was talking about about the bride and the groom, the lovers, and there was the painting of the lovers in uh, Ascot's office, and I think that was the first of you, the heralds. The other you, thing you mentioned things, was the right? seven pronged star. Okay. You mean? To, I, I just I, I feel like there's a. You mean to tell me that there's a troubled artist living in that horrible sanatorium? You know, yes. my family, the banknotes, have long have long term been patrons of the arts. Oh, and I would like nothing more than to take this troubled artist under my wing <laughs> and allow him to live in this castle where I also live and perhaps paint me a fine picture or two of a sheep that's very large <laughs> or even of a transporting thing that's actually a cloning machine um, in my basement where there's lots of dead pi- anyway. Because I just came up with this idea to fool the captain of the city guard but I think there's something in this story. You see, first there's the pledge and then the turn. Finally! Yes, that's right. It's the prestige. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Don't forget as well that Smedley recognised you and he saw something of himself in you. Yes. Okay, should we check him out? Uh, And mate, why don't we... We could check him out and take him to the temple and... And if you stay disguised, maybe he'll talk to Ascot. Fantastic idea. Great idea. Okay, yes. And then we can take him to... The, the temple, temple and get some god spells on him. Yeah, do that. Yeah, dude. All right. Cool, so, cool, cool. Dave, here's the plan. We're going to the Old Hill Sanatorium. We're picking up Smedley. Then we're going to the temple. The temple of... Mistra. Yes. Okay. Excellent. All right. So you head, you, you head up to the Old Hill Sanatorium, up on the hill to the northeast of the city. And again, as you cross through the doors, you see, um, you find yourself, and Bra- Father Brackenwald is not there, but the priests of Ilmata look at you. Um, one of them recognizes you from the day, nods at you, and waves, recognizes you, not you, because you're disguised as Ascot, mm-hmm. and waves you in. Obviously, Brackenwald has told his priests to give you the run of his sanatorium. So you can go anywhere you want. 
Um, well, I want to see the man uh, named Thomas Smedley, but on the way, can we see the panther who thinks he's a man? <laughs> How have you heard about that? <laughs> Oh, everybody oh, no, knows. No, you were there. Yeah, you were there, I, was there was... That. I was there for that bit. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, so you head down into the basements of the asylum. It's, it's sort of t- this terrible place, um, full of sort of suffering and kind of um, uncaring priests. And they walk you down. And on the way, you see a cell. And Ben, do you want to? Sure. And it's 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 not nice. He's there, and he's got a little desk, and 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 he's trying to use a pen. But he's a panther. He's a panther, and he's got pants on. But he doesn't. <laughs> they don't know if they go on the front or the back. And he and he says, oh, it's like it's really crook. He's like, roll. <laughs> <laughs> and as you continue past that, so. Sorry- <laughs> And he snaps a pencil in his hand. Yeah. Uh, is, is, this, is this panther? I'm, I mean, just just to paint a picture, Ben. Are we, are we, are we imagining a sort of a black panther, mm-hmm. a Penrith panther, a pink panther, perhaps? I uh, know he's a black panther. A stando like, panther, except for the. <laughs> and except for thinking it's a human being. As you yeah. continue down, you soon find your way um, down a long, dark corridor lit only by flaming torches. And in the final cell, you see a figure, and he looks at you, Ascot, but doesn't at this moment say anything, but he seems to not have eyes for any of the rest of you. Hello, Thomas. I see you've fallen on hard times. <laughs> well, well, well. This is quite a shock to see, because you should be gone, and I saw you die in my mind's eye, and yet here you are. And my mind's eye does not lie, that rhymes. <laughs> My poor boy, we're, g- we're coming to take you away. I can taste it again. I can see it. I can, I can feel the lady upon you. You're the tiny man. That's who you are. I know. I know Thomas is clever. Listen, it might He's not a clever be- little bean. <laughs> and not only that, something has happened, hasn't it? Since last we said you were there. You saw it, didn't you? You saw the opening of the lover's gate. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was. I think that. I think that. I think he's talking about the wedding. Oh, there's a crash of thunder because it's always storming for some reason, specifically around the Old Hill Sanatorium, and the light through his window illuminates again his heavily graffitied cell, where you can see again he's scratched all over the walls the figure of the gnarled nine-pointed knot, and also the words "the lovers shall take their waltz and the world will end in seven days." And there's a P. There. there is surprisingly a Stussy-like P yeah. that looks very old. <laughs> it used to be the, um, the, the school, the Daggerford Primary. <laughs> and oh, then, and then, they, then they turned it into a sanatorium. then they turned it into a sanatorium. Cannon! Yeah. Does that mean the, the, pan- the desk uh, the panther was sitting at was it's like, like a, a kid's desk? Kid's yeah. desk. yeah, look underneath. <laughs> half man, half life, touched by the light of her song, I see you. Inside him, this foolish disguise does nothing for one with the sight of the glimmering dream. That's me. The one with the sight. <laughs> and the avoidance of confusion. <laughs> and yes, if I am indeed, as you say, the consort of the lady, surely you should answer my question. I will do my very best, but I am, as they say, cuckoo. <laughs> The first prong of the star was the lover's waltz. Mm-hmm. What is the second? We do not say star. We say gates. Seven locked gates that bar the way to the lost city. To enter it, you must cross them in your dreams. One, past one threshold, and then the next will be revealed to you. How that do you, is the way. How do you get one of these dreams? I talk only to the tiny man. How do we get these dreams? <laughs> Excellent <How>? question. <laughs> Perspicacious of you, tiny man. <laughs> very clever. Very good at Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> the dreams are thrust upon the sufferer of them. The uh, dr- but also they are a gift. They are a gift from our dark lady. You see one of us, the first of our order, the one we call the Herald, walks every night the glimmering dream. And every night the gates, one by one, reveal themselves to him. Who is the Herald? It was to be me. I was chosen. I was to be the one. I bought new shoes and everything. (laughs) I went went to the shops and 
we have to be very secret. So I said, I have a new job, Teehee. <laughs> and are you not still the Herald? My mind could not perhaps right now bear the burden. And so I am here. And then who did you bestow this gift to? It is not mine to bestow, but I still hear and see, and I'm allowed visions. It is a very sad affair, and suddenly behind the rest of you, standing respectfully behind the brilliant Bobby Pancakes, you feel the figure of Father Brackenvald, who has found you again. A sad and sorry state of affairs of a mind that is quite brilliant, but sadly of late laid low. Uh, we have business with this man. He has committed some crimes, not just of the brains o kind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you familiar with the, the... There's a movie with Tom Cruise in it, you see. And in it, there is precog uh, computers. No! <laughs> anyway, uh, look, he robbed a bank. And we got to take him in. He robbed a bank. <laughs> yes, and so uh, this place is of no no use to him. We are taking him under ducal arrest and locking him up. So we will be taking this man um, on our way. Thank you very much, Father Brackenvold. This is official business of the Duke's court. Yes. Does it look not official to you? Well. Uh... And we both turn, and we all all the dukes put our hands on our hips. <laughs> Uh, is that the head of the Perfumers Guild? <laughs> Are you bonkers? <laughs> You're I- talking crazy talk, <laughs> Brackenvold. And I shove him in the cell <laughs> and I shove out the other guy and I close the door. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, come close, come close. i got to take your keys. <laughs> give, yeah. me a, give me your key. Give me your keys. I, if, if, I I'll course. roll an intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> it... Seems like eight, 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 eight. You are, if this is ducal business, um, of <laughs> course. Um, Domenico and one of the El Martian priests comes and he says, It seems that uh, Thomas Smedley will be leaving our poor, our meager house. Um, pack his bags and uh, follow, take them with, um, with you as you follow them up past. I'm sorry, I'm confused. This has been a strange day. Yes, of course, take him to the Duke's castle. And um, Dave gets and, there in the end. And be sure to pack up his art supplies as well. I want him to make me a masterpiece. And be sure to ask him if he had anything from the minibar. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can, yeah, you can uh, take Smedley with you. Okay, is he res- can we restrain him? Is he in shackles? He is, he's given to you in manacles. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And he's shivering with cold, dressed in rags. As I said, they're not well treated in the sanatorium. The priests are doing what they feel is necessary, but this is kind of a barbaric yeah. place. By minibar, he means how many rats did he capture and eat? <laughs> Which... And he gets charged for that? Yeah. <laughs> Five rats and a Toblerone. <laughs> Which was and inside one of the rats. <laughs> it's poo! Oh. oh, we all knew. And soon, okay, you make your way back to the... Back yeah. to the castle. He's basically standing, kind of shivering to himself, as, and you walk through the wall, um, through into the great hall of Castle Daggerford, and there LaCroix is waiting for you, that small, rotund man with the impeccable moustache. Oh, welcome home, for, for that is what it is, it is your home. And you said, <laughs> I think, last time we did this, that his um, surname is Pomplamus. And I think well, I was giving Ben the invitation to. I yeah, think that's I think canon. Gonna, I think we're going to retro. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to calling him Lacroix Simon, Simon Grimes. I think. Yes. I think. Yeah. His name is Lacroix Pomplamoose. Okay. Great. Um, uh, and also, if I may retcon something from last episode as well. Yep. I know we don't like to do this, but um, uh, welcome back. Um, your pelican. It was very sick. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. So I took it to the local vet. The vet said, oh, sacre bleu, this pelican is on death's door. I said, we'll take it from death's door and take it to life's uh, window. And, <laughs> and the veterinarian, who is a good friend of mine, a uh, very nice man, uh, I, I greased his palms with several gold pieces, which I assured myself you would repay me in full. And I said, bring that pelican back to life, back to the hail of his health. And as you see... And then you hear a, well, hello! Oh, <laughs> Robert! Robert! Barocca and a breakfast juice, I'm good as new. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Crawford, Crawford the Pelican <laughs> is back. 
and he's with you now. And there's, <laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> what, what are you going to do with Smedley? Well, just while we're doing little, re- little, little um, admin okay. things. Sorry, just very, very quickly. That fire that we left burning in... The, uh. Yeah. Did, what was the just just quickly? What was the result of that, Dave? The house Ascot burnt down, and there is now a fire raging out of control in the money quarter. Okay. First item of business: there is a fire raging out of control in the money quarter. Has, have, have, that, have there been any uh, casualties with the fire? Uh, one person got a burn on their bottom. No, no, there's you know, <laughs> about six people so far. No, about... Dave, don't give in. Yes, just one experience. Oh. <laughs> it counts. It all counts, David. <laughs> um. Although, to be yeah, fair... Yeah, right, you get 90 experience points. If you want At what cost? You keep telling me that you're going to play this character differently. No, no but this I, is no, true. I, this I, isn't I didn't, to be clear, I didn't choose to kill these people. It was a fumble of yeah. the fingers involving some sort of alchemic fire. So you shouldn't no. get the experience no, points? No, it's, no, no, it's from my hand, but it was unintentional. You're oh, yeah, straddling a very fine line, well, Michael. Also, here. What am I talking about Sorry. here is the difference between murder and manslaughter, David. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very low. <laughs> a very fine line indeed. I am very low to stick up for Hing's bullshit, but he accidentally killed the two musicians last time oh. and still got the experience points. All right, points. you get 90 experience points. That's one-fifth, basically one-fifth of the way to your next, to level three. And, and Sm- he, uh, LaCroix looks at Smedley and kind of gives a little sniff. He's like, and I see you have bought yourself a friend home. How nice for you. Yes, clear out a cell in the dungeons for him. Make it nice, though. Yeah. Uh, one nice dungeon cell coming up. Yeah, get him cleaned up. Get him comfortable. Yeah, you know like those rescue dogs? Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> he's a, they he's a human man. He's, like, he was a brilliant artist and he has the glimmering. Let's not call him a rescue. I'm just saying the next time I see him, I want to feel good about myself. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> and, and can I... And and also, might, might I request, Jukes? I know I'm not one of you three, but might I might I ask that we give him these supplies so that he might be able to make us something of value while he's there of in his uh, comfortable cell? Of course. Oh, uh, and, and how many days? Just a quick check-in. How many days have we got left? What are you talking about? Uh, not talking to you, Lacroix. Keep your mouth shut when I'm not talking to you. Ass, excellent. You're talking to uh, Smedley, to I believe. Smedley, how many? Just a quick day check. How many days how many left days to the end of the world? Six. Six. Very good. Well, um, this is the same day, isn't it? Or was it that is. Yesterday? But yeah. already, as the sun reaches its zenith, you realise uh, that half of this day is gone already, and it occurs to you, perhaps for the first time, that rests, both long and short, will be hard to come by in this year's adventure for but five and a half days remain and six gates lie between what seems like salvation and rack and ruin as the order of the lamplight exacts its terrible toll upon a city that you now find yourselves in charge of with a terrible threat hanging in the air, but with a new friend in the dungeons who now has a studio, I suppose. It's confusing. It seems that perhaps salvation may be at hand. To find out what happens next, tune in to the next adventure of Dragon Friends. Thank you. The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Griner and me, Michael Hink. Their Dungeon Master is Dave, Dungeon Dave Harmon, with voices from a man with at least three voices, Ben Jenkins. Tom Carty does our music, Shakira Khan designs our website, and this episode was recorded at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Redfern, Australia, and is edited, mixed, and fixed by Hugh Guest. See you next time. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>